Mr. Thomas. Here. Mr. Fraley. Aye. I should say here. It's all right. All right, before we um, begin the regular agenda, we will start with a continued agenda. And we have today a request to take continued item number one by Norfolk Premium Outlets for the following applications. An amendment to the city's general plan, a zoning text amendment, and a change of zoning. And continue that to the public hearing to be held on June 26. Uh, the motion would be to continue the item to the public hearing on Thursday, June 26, 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor, City Hall Building, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you. Right. make that recommendation. We will now move to the second item from the continued agenda, which is a request by the Cure for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property fronting 30 feet more or less along the western line of Botetourt Street, beginning 30 feet more or less from the northern line of West Butte Street and extending northwardly, premises numbered 503 Botetourt Street. Susan. Okay, again, this item was continued from your uh, last month's public hearing. It is the Cure Coffee House and Brasserie. Uh, it is uh, currently uh, an entertainment establishment with a special exception and is located at 503 Botetot Street. The building itself is located on the northwest corner of Butte uh, and Botetot Streets in the West Freemason area. Uh, the West Freemason area is uh, a mix of both residential and commercial, and it's a mix of uh, residential. Um, the, uh, the building, the area, is zone WF2, which is the West Freemason Area District, uh, and it does permit these entertainment establishments by special exception. This chart kind of gives you a, a history of the, uh, the cure. Um, we uh, originally uh, considered this request some time ago prior to 2013. Um, and the hours at that point, their original request was uh, 7 to 10, uh, 7 days a week. Um, and then the hours for the sale of alcohol were from 11 to 10, 7 days a week. Um, they came back in 2013, and they wanted to um, do a few things. They wanted to add entertainment, uh, and they wanted to modify their hours. At that public hearing, uh, there was a lot of discussion with the applicant, and um, there was discussion about some violations he uh, had incurred both through uh, ABC as well as some building code violations. So based on that, his request was modified, uh, and what he was granted was slightly different than what was requested. So the hours were um, a little bit more uh, limited. We, uh, what was granted was 6 o'clock a.m. to 11 o'clock p.m. seven days a week, uh, as opposed to the midnight, and then 11 to 11, uh, seven days a week, and that was for the alcohol. Um, again, he had asked to add entertainment at that point, um, and it was granted. Um, the difference was, and let me clarify, he did get uh, entertainment, but he, I think, was, had been asking for seven days a week. What he got was two days a week on Friday and Saturday. Um, the capacity uh, is not changing. Um, it did change uh, from the original uh, request because they uh, have made some modifications to the inside of the building that did allow them to add some capacity. Um, so with the entertainment, um, what was granted to him, again, uh, at their last uh, hearing was um, Friday and Saturday, Saturday. What they are asking for this time is uh, same entertainment but seven days a week. 
Um, staff, uh, after reviewing this application uh, and reviewing the area, is recommending that the application be approved. However, um, we are slightly um, modifying uh, the approval from what the applicant uh, has requested, uh, and that being um, the hours of operation, particularly the closing hours of operation. Uh, again, the applicant is requesting that he be allowed to be opened uh, 12 o'clock Friday and Saturday. What we are recommending is that uh, he does get the, uh, the earlier hours of operation, actually it's later for the hours of operation. He currently has 6 o'clock a.m. Uh, he's looking for 7, uh, but the sale of alcoholic beverages, he currently has 11, he would like 9. So we're, we're uh, recommending approval on the beginning hours of operation, where the difference is is the closing hours of operation. Um, he is asking uh, till 12 o'clock uh, on Friday and Saturday. We are holding him um, until uh, 11 o'clock, seven days a week. So with that modification, staff is recommending approval. Thank you, Susan. Any questions of Susan from the commissioners? Yeah, Susan, can you just go over the entertainment piece one more time? Right now, they're only allowed Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. That wasn't the original request, but again, that was what was approved in the ordinance. Just Friday and Saturday. And now they're asking to go seven days a week until? Until. And that's a little bit limited, too. What they're requesting is uh, till 10, Sunday through Thursday, and till 11, Friday and Saturday. So that is within keeping with the recommended um, hours that we are recommending. Thank you. Any other questions of commissioners? Thank you, Susan. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is the applicant, Mr. Mike Ashton. Um, Mike Ashton, 4225 Burnham Drive, Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, I'm not gonna make a big deal about one hour for, for two nights a week, but I do ask that you consider my application as submitted. Uh, we were given a trial period to prove uh, our ability to operate. Uh, under the conditions imposed, and we've, we've done that. Um, we're not turning the cafe into a nightclub. We're just looking to be a coffee house that has some music and has drinks. Um, it's not an uncommon format. Uh, we're just looking for flexibility to run the business. That, that extra hour, I was never planning to even be open until midnight. It was just a flexibility. Um, I had a chance to review the complaints from the last hearing. Uh, if, if you would like, I can discuss that now or I can wait. Uh, I'll probably go over the three-minute three period with that. I'll stop you before you get too far beyond that, so okay. go right ahead if you like. So uh, the, the first one that I just wanted to mention was, um, it was mentioned that we did not meet fire code and we had extra seats, and that, that's not true. We, we do meet our current special exception. Our floor plan matches that. We had a fire inspection a couple months ago and we passed without issue. Uh, I'll touch on parking real briefly. Uh, parking is a challenge. Um, I'd love to have a giant parking lot. We don't. We do have one during the day. Um, we had parking in the evening. It was mentioned nobody uses it. It's true. But we did a survey and uh, a vast majority of our customers, they walk, they live in the neighborhood, or they're there for other reasons. We figured that about 30% of people actually drive in the neighborhood to come to Cure for that sole purpose. The rest of them, they're there for yoga, they're at the YMCA, they live there, they walk across the pedestrian bridge from Ghent, uh, they walk from downtown. So I understand the, the neighbors, you know, worried about parking, but 
I don't think it's it's us that's causing a big parking disturbance in Freemason. In fact, I don't think there is a parking disturbance in Freemason. I'm always able to park on the street without looking. Um, and then also to mention, there's there's four or five apartment buildings within two blocks that don't have parking lots. So it's it's not that you know, and it's not that we're new to the neighborhood and not having parking you know, all times of the day is, is a, a big deal in my opinion. Uh, noise, I, I know that was mentioned. Our building has a three-layer brick wall on the back, uh, a real brick wall, and inside there's uh, another framed wall with, with drywall. On the dining room side, there's the bathroom, which acts as a sound barrier if we, when we have music. Uh, I've walked around the building when we've had music, I can hear nothing in the back alley. I, I suspect people may hear noise in the neighborhood, but I don't think it's coming from us. Um, additionally, we only have music right now two to three times a month maximum. While I'm asking for seven days, I'm not planning to have music seven days a week. I'm, I just want to be able to have something during the week on occasion. Quite frankly, I can't afford entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights because that's when people play bigger places than a, a thousand square foot coffee house. Um, there's another complaint that drunks uh, disrupt the neighborhood at closing time. Um, I have a point of sale system. We did some number crunching. I have a chart. Our peak alcohol period is a 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock hour dropping down. This is a percentage over hour. So people enjoy a beverage at our establishment after work, and they go home, proven by my chart. Um, I think my overall opinion is just that we're being associated with anything negative in the neighborhood, and it's it's a growing neighborhood. Um, there's been several hundred new residents in the past couple of years. Uh, there's new apartments. The, the Wainwright building, actually, we're listed as an amenity on their website. Um, I'm sure if you call Cavalier Land, they'll tell you there's a cute little coffee house across the street from the Botetop building. Uh, we actually we have we call our supporters curators. Um, nobody was willing to take off work to come today. But uh, I'd have talked to uh, the two neighbors across the street uh, in the Botetop building. One was the former planning director, uh, Mr. Duke. Um, he supports my application today. I know he's not affiliated with the city anymore. But he, he says that the music is not bothering him in his house, that he can't hear it. He's directly across the street. On the other side of the building is, uh, is Mike. I don't know his last name but he's a regular customer, and he has also stated music has never bothered him in his apartment. Um, so just in closing, I just want to say we've, uh, we've had no official complaints. Um, I know there's been some complaints at the hearing itself, but we followed the rules, and we're just looking for the flexibility to run our business. Thank you, Mr. Ashton. Uh, any questions of Mr. Ashton? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also here to speak in favor of this application, Teresa Verbley. Hello, I'm Teresa Verbley, General Manager of Cure Coffee House. Uh, my home address is 18267 Mogarts Beach Road, Smithfield, Virginia. <laughs> um, I just wanted to come and say that I'm here to answer any questions that you may have about day-to-day -day operations. Um, I believe Mike touched base on everything that we're asking for today um, and just wanted to know if you had any questions of me about day-to-day -day operations for the care. Yep. Any questions, commissioners? Nope. All right. Thank you, Thank you very much. Stand by. Um, here to speak uh, 
as to Jack Cavanaugh against his application? Good afternoon. I'm Jack Cavanaugh, the president of the Freemason Street Area Association, 312 College Place, Norfolk, Virginia, 23510. Um, we're against only one piece of it that, if you go along with the staff recommendation, goes away. But um, as Mike said and Frank has said, they've done everything we asked them to. Kind of I compare it to the Freemason Inn B&B a few years ago. They were a big problem for the neighborhood. Everybody thought they've turned out to be not to be a part of them. Um, I've pulled up the records. There's no official police or zoning issues in the last year for the cure. However, the APA gave us a big award saying we were a great, one of the top 10 neighborhoods because we blend the new with the old. And what we've got here is new and the old. The renters love it. The taxpayers, a little, you know, askance at it. But I think we owe them an opportunity to do it. And I think it's fair that we respect the cure's right to have a, to have a, uh, coffee house, but they ought to respect the neighbor's rights and their peace and quiet so they knock off everything at 11 o'clock every night of the week. Questions? Thanks, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Yes, sir. Uh, also here to speak against his application, Tom McNeilan. Tom McNeilan, 404 West Butte Street, uh, that's in Norfolk. Uh, as I've spoken to you last year and a month ago, I reside and have resided since late 2007 in the building immediately behind the little strip mall. Um, we've talked in the past about a number of issues with respect to the cure and the operation of the cure. I'm not going to go into those in detail now. You've heard them. They're there. I, what I would rather do is, one, debunk a couple of misdirects, in my opinion. The contention that we're unreasonable neighbors, I would point out there have been nine or ten tenants in that building since we moved into the residence immediately behind of it. There's only been issues with one. One tenant and one occupant of the building. Uh, generational conflict. Uh, I believe is a misdirect also. Uh, some of the proprietors of some of those other tenants have been young kids that have actually been wonderful neighbors. So in my opinion, the issue before the commission is very simple. And actually, it's one of accountability and follow through. Last year, when the applicant proposed um, his hours, his operations. Planning Commission essentially said, we really want to support young entrepreneurs and small businesses in the city, which I 100% agree with. Council further reinforced that same perspective. But both the Planning Commission and Council indicated a willingness to, for a trial, one-year period, grant basically what was requested. And if, and if you will, the, there were three basic issues and expectations that you put forward at that time and council reinforced. In fact, council and the mayor were even more adamant with respect to a couple of these issues. The three issues, 
number one, it was the operator, the applicant's responsibility to reach out to the neighborhood and understand their concerns, their issues, and work to mitigate those. Number two, Chairman, I believe you in particular, uh, advocated uh, that the young entrepreneurs should get much more involved, would be benefited by getting involved in the community and the, and the way the neighborhood works as opposed to just having a facility that the doors open, people come in, leave cash behind, and leave. Um, number three was to clean up the violations and the history of violations and deficiencies, noise in the back, back door always being open, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think a year later, it's appropriate to say, how has the applicant done? Did he follow through? I've never talked to the applicant in the last year since the last thing. So there has been no reach out from the applicant relative to the nearest neighbor or the next neighbor behind. Um, there still are issues. Some of them are chronic. Most of them are chronic nuisances as opposed to the acute problems we had a, few, a year ago that we were dealing with but the applicant has not followed through on that. And I, I don't think the applicant is accountable, feels he's accountable for that. I cannot judge this, but I am, other than what I'm aware of or not aware of, but I have not seen any inf insight that the applicant has become a part of the community other than operating his facility. That could be, I recognize I may not know what I may not know, and he may be doing some things in the neighborhood and for the community that I'm not aware of. So the third thing was the violations and the problems. And again, they have been chronic. The level of some of the issues has dropped. A couple of the more acute problems that we had a year ago clearly are better. So things are better than they were a year ago, but they're not gone at all. So, I, I go back to the theme of accountability and follow-through, and I ask the commissioners, I think it's your job to follow through on your expectations for that you've very clearly and distinctly put forward last year to the applicant. He had a year to improve. They Thank improved. you, Mr. Neely. I think you've extended it beyond your time. Okay. We appreciate it. So it's, okay. Uh, here to speak against his application, Ms. Sally McNeil. Thank you, Commissioner. Sally McNeil, 404 West Butte. We are the home immediately adjacent. There is four feet between our living room, family room, dining room windows, uh, and the back of this establishment. Also, our the only windows in our bedroom are over the top of this establishment. Um, they did move the vents from the back wall, which were blowing against our windows, uh, to the roof. But any noise and activity, we do have brick walls there, but sound generates up. So we get it upstairs in our second and third floor bedrooms um, is where we get it. It's not in the lower level between our basement and their back of their building. Um, we can hear them washing dishes and that sort of thing, even when the doors are closed. But um, that's, I have, we have presented pictures of our location previously to city council to this commission. That's our situation. The city has spent, and, and 
longtime residents of Freemason have spent more than 30 years trying to clean up this neighborhood to take it from being bars and people that you didn't want to the neighborhood that has received the awards as an outstanding neighborhood in the country. And I'm not certain that this business and this bar is uh, helping that. Um, we can't sell our home without disclosing them and the problems they have been to us, which has devalued our home. Last year, I appealed our property taxes based only on the fact of the cure and what they have, the inconvenience of having them there. That appeal, they agreed with me and they lowered our property taxes. That is less revenue for the city. And I am not the only one whose property taxes are lowered, but I was the first one that went in and appealed on that basis. There is, I have been told there is approximately a half a million dollars in taxes collected by the city on that one block of Butte. Um, you know, you start knocking $100,000 value off of my home and the next home, or even a half million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's significant to the city. And I hope that I would like to see them rolled back to 10 during the week um, and 11 and not have the continued entertainment because that impacts us. And uh, we have worked very hard to improve the neighborhood, to be part of the neighborhood. And uh, you know, last summer we had a flash mob. They pulled on a, you know, hundreds of people out in Botetot and Butte on an afternoon. You know, things like that. So um, voila, closes at 10. After that, they're just in there on cleanup and last people leaving. The f bed and breakfast is supposed to, is 10 o'clock for their noise. I see no reason they should be any different. If they're going to be a coffee shop, they need to be a coffee shop. Thank you, Ms. McNeely. Uh, also here to speak against his application, Chuck Morey. Thank you, committee members, and good afternoon. Uh, I am here to speak against uh, the hours and the issues that have taken place at the Cure. Uh, one of the things that- Could you give us your name and mail address, please? Chuck Murray, 408 West Butte Street. I am, my property line's 30 feet from the back of the Cure. Thank you. Um, one, one of the uh, issues that I want to present to the committee is something that you wouldn't necessarily be aware of unless you were there, is that Mike presents this picture to you of this coffee shop. Coffee shops do open at 7 a.m. Mike can tell you that he's presenting you an opening of 7 a.m. And if he was to be forthright, he would tell you that the shop never opens before 9 a.m. It is not a coffee shop. It is a bar. Mike's most recent references, I mentioned, I, he and I have communicated a little bit in an email recently. His original hours, as you saw, 9 p.m. closing, then 10, then 11, now 12. Recently, he commented to me in, in, in my comment, he stated that last call is at 2 a.m., referencing not his, but what I believe is where he's going. 2 a.m. is not a coffee shop. Last call is not a coffee shop. Last call is a bar. And bars primarily are over on Granby Street. My house is 147 years old. 147, it was there a long time before anyone tried to open a uh, local establishment there. 
Uh, one of the other things were there was alcohol violations, as reported previously. Uh, the flash mob that uh, Sally mentioned is not something that you call and report. It happens. It's on a Facebook page, and somebody encourages it, and then bang, it's here and gone. There's no call the police. We're not calling the police. Our tax dollars are a little more important than to call the police somebody starts out or has conversations out in front of your house late. Mike referenced also that his sales in alcohol are not that great late in the evening. Well, if they're not that great, why do we keep coming back here asking for later and later hours? It doesn't, the, the stories don't make sense. Uh, Mike's partner, Chris, came before a number of people and said he was quitting his job so that he could run the coffee shop, so he could manage the coffee shop. Chris didn't quit working to manage the coffee shop. He's not even in anywhere in the area. He's off at graduate school. So another inconsistency, another smokescreen, and I understand the, the case presented, it looks good, but we're the neighbors that are left to deal with the late-night car doors, the shouting, the, the beer cans, the issues in front of our homes there in the neighborhood close by. We're not trying to be bad neighbors, really not. Coffee shop, great. I love coffee, but I like my coffee at 7 a.m. in the morning, not at 2 a.m. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Murray. Uh, also here to speak against this application, Bill McKeever. Yes, uh, my name is William McKeever. I live at uh, 346 West Freemason Street, which is essentially around the corner from the Cure. I've lived there for 31 years. When I first moved there, it was a very sketchy neighborhood. Uh, we uh, ourselves, my wife and I, and uh, neighbors have been gradually and uh, filling up the uh, bad areas, have been spending lots and lots of money on the exteriors, on the interiors, and the neighborhood has changed drastically uh, since uh, we moved there. Uh, there used to be two bars on the corner of the entrance to Botetot Street off of, uh, uh, off of Brambleton. They are no longer there. There's uh, Voila is a restaurant that's a very low-keyed place. Like a, a someone just mentioned, they close at 10 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> and there was a bar on the other side of the street, which was... Uh, 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 kind of a bad place, but uh, that's no longer there either. So little by little, the neighborhood has been getting better and better, and it's a different type of neighborhood uh, when uh, they say that there are uh, uh, allowable uh, uh, allowable bars, restaurants, etc. The, the only one that's close to us is one on Butte Street, which is the carriage house. However, uh, I have, and my wife and I have just finished about six months ago changing the parking on our street because there's an awful lot of people who just park uh, from the YMCA and, and other places, including the Cure and including the uh, yoga place next door. We could not find parking spaces on our street. Um, so the fact that you can just drive up and park is not true. Uh, you are allowed to park on our street now from 2 to 5 p.m., uh, and after that, uh, you need a sticker. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, there is no parking unless you have a sticker. I see violations all the time. In fact, I'm such a nosy guy that I've seen guys, people get out of cars, and, and I follow them. And some of them went into the cure, some of them went into the uh, yoga place. And also, Butte Street is a street that is used as a cut-through to get to Brambleton Avenue from Bush. They come around, and uh, it's, even though it's cobblestone, there are people who are racing down that, that street. Uh, 
Uh, and I have seen uh, outside the cure, I've seen bicycles uh, parked there. I've seen people sitting. Uh, there was a table there at one time. I'm not sure if it's still there. There were people out blocking the sidewalk. And sometimes I've even seen them out in the street. And uh, that is a very, very dangerous situation. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and their delivery trucks sometimes block Botetourt Street which is, uh, it, it takes a, an awful lot of maneuvering to get around them and everything else. So anyway, I'm just speaking as a neighbor. Uh, I don't care about the hours and all, you know, what they're trying to get. I just don't like them. Uh, I don't want them in my neighborhood. I think they bring the wrong element into the neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Um, Mr. Ashton, you have five minutes for rebuttal, sir, if you care to use that time. State my address again. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's okay. do that. Mike Aston, 4225 Burnham Drive, Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, Tom mentioned reaching out to neighbors. Um, I didn't reach directly out to, uh, to Tom and Sally. I do apologize for that. What I did do, um, they had a complaint one day. Somebody had left our back door open for a little while, and I heard that Tom had come over. So I had to go over to their house and knock on the door. They were not home. Um, I sent him an email, and I heard nothing back. And it's possible I had the wrong email address because I sent it to where they are employed or possibly if they're still employed there. That's the only contact I had for them at the time. Uh, I did speak with Mr. Cavanaugh and Mr. Duke several times after uh, you know, we had reopened. And I figure a representation of the neighborhood is the Civic League president. And he would tell me if, or people would tell him if they had, they had a problem. You know, Nothing was mentioned. As far as I know, we were making our neighbors happy. They were quiet, and I consider a quiet neighbor a happy neighbor. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quick, the, the word violations was used a lot up here, plural. Um, sp uh, specifically AB ABC. We did have one ABC violation uh, a couple years ago. Uh, one of our uh, employees sold one beer to an underage buyer. It happens. I paid the fine. We uh, correct our point of sale system that makes them put in a birth date for every drink sold now. I've had no issues since then. Um, the, old, uh, the old sports bar that was in the neighborhood was mentioned. Uh, never went there. Uh, I understand that they wouldn't want something like that in the neighborhood. That's not Cure. Cure is not a sports bar. It's not a nightclub. We do have alcohol. Um, also, <clears throat> it was mentioned, uh, I think Sally mentioned that she'd like us to close at 10. during. Uh, well, she said she'd like us to close at 10. We do close by 10, uh, five days a week, actually six days a week. Um, we only stay open until 11 on Friday and Saturday, like five days a week. <laughs> Quick math. Uh, I greatly respect Chuck. He's, he's an accomplished businessman. Um, we used to open at 7. We lost money from 7 to 9 a.m. daily. We, just, we could not draw a morning crowd, so we open at 9 now. Our, our busiest time is lunchtime. Um, there's coffee houses that open at 9. There's coffee houses that open at 6. I open at 9. Uh, the flash mob that was mentioned, that was for Shady Grove. They were, they were struggling. They talked to Alt Daily. Had nothing to do with us. We did help them the best that we could. Um, it was mentioned that Chris, the other owner, he's out of town. Uh, that's why we hired a general manager. We got Teresa. She's got, she worked for uh, the Silver Diner for seven years. She's got great restaurant ex management experience. That's why we hired her. 
Uh, Chuck also mentioned beer cans on the street. People do not take alcohol out of here. And th there's no bottles or cans coming out of our door that, for alcohol, at least. We do sell sodas. But uh, Bill, I don't know Bill personally. I've seen him. Um, he mentioned a table. We, we've never had tables. Um, we're looking to get one chair and, or two chairs and one table outside. I have to talk to uh, the city about that a little more. The, the tables that he was mentioning were probably from Shady Grove. They used to have two tables. Um, I'm sorry that he's stalking people to see where they're going. Uh, there's, other, uh, there's other deliveries in the neighborhood. Walla uses Cisco. We, we get a Cisco delivery once every two weeks. Uh, we have another vendor that comes about three times a week with a small truck, uh, and we, we get beer delivered as well. But it's, there's only one large truck coming in the neighborhood for us about twice a month. Um, and I was going to say, I mentioned this to Chuck in the email that he discussed. If, if some of the problems are, are bikes on the sidewalk, things like that, maybe there's something that we can do, some infrastructure, get a bike rack, get a trash can. Um, I'd be willing to do some legwork on something like that if that's what it takes to make people happy. So. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Any questions of Mr. Ashton? A that, quick question. You know, when we were here a year ago, there was significant pressure on members of this board to not give you a special exception at all based on your prior problems. Right. And a number of us up here stuck our necks out for you. We were rooting for you. We were hoping that you'd make it work. And, and, and I do remember that one of the suggestions and recommendations was that you do reach out to the community and work better with them. And I, I am concerned that you didn't specifically reach out to your immediate neighbors who were there, who were here a year ago and who are back here today. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything they say, but right. for you to be here today and tell me that you didn't invite them over for coffee twice a month to sit down and talk about any ongoing issues and things like that, it's kind of shocking. Well, I have to say, I didn't, I didn't see, I, Tom was injured, and I did not see them for a long time. I don't know if they were even in the neighborhood for a period of time. Um, <clears throat> I made small talk on the street with them, but I assumed that they would tell me what their problem is with, with Cure, because I, I still don't really know. I, I think you're, what, a lot of the complaints you're hearing is what Cure could become if we turn it into a bar. Uh, so that's kind of a tangent, but. Um, okay. Any other questions of Mr. Ashton? Ms. Verbally, uh, did you want to add anything in the remaining time? The only thing that I would add is that um, in any case, uh, the neighbors behind us in reference to reaching out to them, anytime they've come to interact with me or my staff, they've been very aggressive. Uh, they've come at us. Um, I tried to speak to them at the last council meeting and I got snubbed and waved off. So, uh, you know, they're not receiving our attempts either on any part of my employees, myself, Mr. Aston, and I just wanted to put that out there as well. Thank you, Ms. Verbley. Any questions of Ms. Verbley? Thank you. Uh, those against this application have a total of five minutes. You can divide it up or elect a spokesperson. We're not taking all. Hi, Chuck Murray again, 408 West Butte Street. And uh, just to, to clarify, 
again, just before it was called out, you were pre presented with a list of hours that said we open at 7 a.m. That's a coffee shop. Now it's 9 a.m. because we called it out. It's the smokescreen after smokescreen that we're dealing with. And you know what? The, co the thought of a coffee house is not a bad thing. It's a good thing for the area. Had a lady this morning on a walk coming over from the, uh, across the bridge looking for a coffee shop at 8 o'clock this morning. Heard there's a coffee shop there. Yeah, they're there. Come back tonight at 11 o'clock and you can get a cup of coffee. It's a bar. Just say it's a bar and move on. If, the, if you want to approve a bar, that's what you've got. You've got a bar moving into the middle of a very historic, very treasured area. And that's, that's our concern. Thank you very much. Sally McNeilan, 404 West Butte. Regarding the table, they did have tables out there last summer and through the fall. They were white and two chairs at the tables set right beside their front door because I would try and traverse it with the wheelchair which because the only way to get my husband in and out of the house was through our back door. So for me to get around to the front or to walk through the neighborhood, I had to try and get down that sidewalk. By the time you had people, bicycles on the lampposts, there and the doors open and the, the chairs there, it was impossible. We finally gave up taking them out for walks. We were there. Come along, Bill, still some remaining time. Just for the, just for the record, I am not a stalker. Uh, <laughs> I get so ticked off at people parking on my street that don't belong there that every once in a while I'll take a look and see where they're going. That's, that's what happens. Uh, I don't stalk people. But uh, uh, parking is very dear in our neighborhood. Most of us don't have, on our street, don't have off-street parking, and we have to have a place to park the cars. There's still some remaining time if anyone would like to comment uh, on the opposing side of this application. <coughs> Tom McNeilan, 404 West Butte Street here in Norfolk. I would like to say, first off, with respect to the outdoor seating, the city is having a, has a tremendous amount of liability if you allow an outdoor seating at this establishment. There is a tree well out in front of their, their facility. There is a lamppost in front of their facility. And there is a sign in front of their facility, often more often than not, there is at least one bicycle or possibly multiple bicycles attached to either the power pole or the sign. If the front door is open, which it occasionally is, that's gotten better, and you put a seat up there now, you are asking for somebody with a liability in a wheelchair to tr maneuvering around that to end up in the street and get hit. Uh, obviously, that would be an extreme circumstances, but the liability that the city is taking on, if you, you let outdoor seating there, I as a taxpayer very much object to, quite frankly, I think it's a very poor, poor decision on, on if you do that. And again, I had never met Miss Verbally that I'm aware of until last month, last month at this thing. I've never seen her. And I did, did uh, 
Only time I've spoken to anybody at the Cure other than once, maybe twice in the last year, a hello to Mike. Just walking was sticking my head in the back door when it had been left open for 20 or 30 minutes on the first nice weekend day after the first of the year. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McNeil. And any uh, questions or comments from commissioners? I just want to clarify. I want to clarify, we're not talking about any outdoor seating uh, today, is that correct? Two. Actually, the uh, proposal is to reduce the outdoor seating from what was previously approved, which was six seats, to two seats. Okay. No addition. Nothing additional. Any other question or comment from commissioners? Hearing none, Mr. Newcomb. Uh, the, <clears throat> excuse me. The motion I'm going to read is the one that is presented in the staff report, which has hours at 11. That's staff's recommendation, correct? That is staff's recommendation. The uh, motion to recommend that the hours of operation be approved and the uh, special exception be granted subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? I'm going to support staff's decision and the Civic League's opinion and vote aye. Mr. Law? Yes. Ms. McQuellen? I vote yes, but I will ask the owner to meet with your neighbors regularly over coffee or a drink. Yes. Mr. Hales? You know, I, I agree with uh, the fellow commissioners thus far. It's a tough situation. We have uh, some, some neighbors down here very passionate about the, about the cure and, and, and their concerns. We also have the fact that there's been no violations reported, no police reports done. Um, if there's parking problems, you can call the cops and, and have them you know, ticket the cars. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that the uh, Admiral Cavanaugh came down with the Freemason Street Area Association and, and speaking for the entire association and said, yes, 11 o'clock is a reasonable hour. So for those reasons, I vote yes. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. I will make that recommendation to City Council. Thank you. All right. We'll move to the regular agenda. The first item is by the City Planning Commission to amend the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, to establish development criteria related to landscaping, setbacks, and parking to encourage a mix of uses and enhanced pedestrian activity along the southernmost sections of Colonial Avenue and Granby Street in the Park Place neighborhood. And I note that we have no opposition. Mr. Chair, seeing there's no opposition, and we've been thoroughly briefed, I call for the question. The uh, motion to recommend that the general plan amendment be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. Next application is Handsome Biscuit for the following applications. Uh, on property fronting 105 feet more or less along the western line of Colonial Avenue and 75 feet more or less along the southern line of West 26th Street premises number 2511 Colonial Avenue. A is a change of zoning to modify the conditions that were attached, excuse me, to the property, um, which was zone conditional C2, and B is a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment. And I note that, that we have no opposition, but uh, here to speak is the applicant, John Porter. Good afternoon, John Porter, 439 West 30th Street. I'm just here to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Mr. Porter. Do you have any questions, commissioners? Thank you. Thank you. Lenny? 
the uh, motions to recommend that the change of zoning and the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We make that recommendation to council. Good luck. All right. We are now going to move to application Item. three, which is Walmart. For a special exception, operate a gas station on property fronting 432 feet more or less along the eastern line of Tidewater Drive and 784 feet more or less along the northern line of Stanley Street. Premises numbered 7530 Tidewater Drive. Susan. Okay. Uh, again, this is a request by uh, Walmart, which is located at 7583 Tidewater Drive, for a special exception to operate a gas station. Um, site is located on the east side of Tidewater Drive, just south of East Little Creek Road. Um, it's on the uh, east side of the street. Um, it is uh, developed with this, this portion of both uh, Tidewater and Little Creek are developed with commercial uses. Um, the site is zoned commercial and it does allow drive-throughs by special exception, or excuse me, gas stations. Um, again, uh, on your screens up in front, uh, you can see uh, the existing Walmart. The gas station is actually uh, on Tidewater Drive. It is an out parcel to uh, the existing Walmart. Um, up on the screen now is the proposed site plan. Again, the uh, drive-through is up against uh, Tidewater Drive. Property zone C3, which is retail center. Gas stations are permitted uh, by special exception. Um, staff is recommending that this application be approved. Um, we feel that a uh, gas station in a C3 district uh, in conjunction with a Walmart is an appropriate use uh, of this site um, and the way it is laid out. They've already uh, uh, met with uh, our transportation folks. Actually, they met with our site plan review committee. They made some modifications to the uh, entrance from Tidewater Drive um, to satisfy the concerns expressed by our transportation uh, staff. Um, so with those recommendations and with the conditions in the staff report, we are recommending approval. Susan, the entrance from Tidewater Drive, they're not adding an entrance, they're just using the already existing entrance um, to the main correct. parking lot, correct? Okay. And is there any widening or changing in the configuration of that entry from what it is today? You can ask the applicant about that. Okay. Not yet, the, not as it touches Tidewater, Tidewater. Drive. Yeah, as you'll it come onto the property and you'll go past the side of the gas station and then turn onto its site, but you'll be on the property when you do that. Right. The on-site configuration has changed a little right. bit, but from Tidewater. Yeah, but not where it mills with Tidewater Drive, and that's right. what I was asking. Right. Any questions of Susan? One, Susan, the site plan review is going to address any landscaping issues, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. They'll have mm -hmm. to do your site plan. Yep. Thanks. Thank you, Susan. I want to acknowledge here in favor of this application, but do not wish to speak, Mr. John Wright, Douglas Plummer. Carlton Haltman, and here to speak in favor of the application is Mr. Thomas Klein. Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, my name is Tom Klein. I'm an attorney with Troutman Sanders and also serve here as counsel to Walmart and to Sam's Club. Um, this application, interestingly, uh, we... It was a mailing address, if you would. Uh, mailing address is 222 Central Park Avenue, Virginia Beach. Suite 2000, Troutman Sanders offices. Um, 
We're delighted to bring this application. Actually, this is something that was included as part of the original rezoning for the Walmart that we did many years ago when we redeveloped this corridor. And uh, part of one of the approvals for the rezoning was for the Walmart Supercenter, but there was also, we'd also at that time talked about putting a fueling facility out. And then Walmart ultimately opted that they weren't going to do the fueling facility at that time, um, obviously because there's a time frame on the activation of a use permit that has lapsed. And so now uh, this is really a companion application to the Sam's Club application that we're going to be talking about as the next. But, but in response to any questions about the access, yes, our civil engineers, our traffic engineers worked very closely with the site review committee folks, worked on that with respect to um, some minor modifications to the layout of the interior parking lot, and also to make ensure that there's no new access directly on Tidewater Drive at that point. And we, we have reviewed all of the conditions that the staff has proposed, and they are acceptable. Thank you, Mr. Klein. Any questions of Mr. Klein, commissioners? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. The uh, motions to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Make that recommendation to council. Next item, Lenny. Um, next item is is a companion, actually. This is by Sam's Club for the following application of property fronting 647 feet, more or less, along the southern line of East Little Creek Road, beginning 438 feet, more or less, from the eastern line of Tidewater Drive and extended eastwardly. Premises numbered 741 East Little Creek Road. First, we have a special exception to operate an automobile and truck repair. And secondly, we have a special exception for the sale of our alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. Thank you, Lenny. Susan. Okay. Again, this is a companion application to the prior one. It's by Sam's Club. Um, Sam's, Club is, Sam's Club is proposed for the site where the former Kmart was. They are going to take down the Kmart uh, and build a new building for the Sam's Club. Uh, again, now this is located just to the north of the existing Walmart. Um, this building, however, unlike the Kmart, which was pushed forward, it will be pushed back a little bit. That does change the uh, on-site circulation on the site. I don't know how. Looking at your screens, I'm hoping you can see the uh, slide to the uh, left. That's the uh, existing, and then the slide over to the right is what is proposed. Again, you can see on the bottom of the slide, that's the existing Walmart. And then the new building would be to the north. That's the proposed Sam's Club. The, the application is for a special exception for car repair. If you can see the, the darkened triangular portion of the building, that's where the car repair will take place. Uh, and then again, as most of these uh, types of facilities do, they would like to sell alcoholic beverages for off-premise. That is what the special exception is for. Um, so subject to the conditions in the staff report, we are recommending approval of this application. Thank you, Susan. Any questions of Ms. Pollock? <clears throat> Thank you. I uh, would like to once again acknowledge here in favor of this application, do not wish to speak, Mr. Holtman Palmer, Plummer, excuse me, and Mr. Wright, here to speak on this application once again is Mr. Klein. Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, again, Tom Klein, attorney with Troutman Sanders, 222 Central Park Ave, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Suite 2000. 
Um, we are delighted to bring this application to you all this afternoon. This was something that has been somewhat of a vision since we were involved with the redevelopment of the other part of the site many years ago uh, for the Walmart Supercenter, and there was always a question about, you know, when will the site fully redevelop with additional uses. Um, at the time, of course, there was a Kmart there, a dated Kmart, and, and that Kmart has now been vacant for some time, and that site is now available for the redevelopment opportunity, I think, that was always hopefully contemplated. Um, and so in conjunction with that, uh, our team, and that's the team that's here, the civil engineer, the architect, and the traffic engineer, we came and we met with the city staff, the city leadership, very early on before we filed this application to try to iron out as many details involving architecture, involving, involving site layout, involving site access, et cetera. Um, the two special exceptions that go with this is typically with one of these SAMS facilities. There is a, it, it's, it's classified under your ordinance as a, it sounds like a full automobile repair, but as a practical matter, at a SAMS club you can get a tire, uh, you can buy tires and have them installed and you can also get your battery changed. And so that's, for the most part, there may be some other light repair that they may do, change your window uh, wipers, et cetera, but th th for the most part, that's what they have. Um, with respect to the alcohol sales, these conditions are virtually identical to the conditions that we have accepted uh, for the grocery facilities. We just had a groundbreaking for a brand new um, Walmart neighborhood market with the mayor last week. And of course, that's a grocery store, just as we have a grocery component to the Sam's Club. Because it sells the off-premises alcohol, um, we needed the special exception. These conditions, we've reviewed all of them. They're perfectly acceptable uh, to Sam's Club. So uh, we're delighted with this application. Uh, Commissioner Martin, I know that, um, uh, Thomas, I apologize, I know you had a question about the access, and we just wanted to show you, and John, if you want to step up here, and we also have the traffic engineer as well, but just the current access off Little Creek, this is where, this is where the existing Walmart is, this is where the Kmart had, is, that will be demolished and restored, and so because the access point, when we went through the rezoning years ago for the Walmart, you kind of had this Kmart right in the middle as you came off of Little Creek. So what we did was we built this kind of comprehensive circular road system to run behind it so that you would effectively encourage traffic as they came in here not to channel and go in front of the stores where there's a lot of decision points that need to be made, but to get off of that area, come around the back, and then that would put them in front of the Walmart store to direct them there. Ultimately, of course, if they wanted to go to the Kmart, they could do that as well. And there are multiple access points to this development already on Tidewater Drive. And so when they designed this site, we're just keeping that concept in mind, meaning that when you have two large destination retail uses and the site is also going to be developed, there are plans pending with the city for some additional out parcels that we're not affiliated with that the property owner is working on. You want to minimize those conflict points. You want to make it as safe for the pedestrians coming off the road to come in, get into the site, and then have to make the decisions rather than come in immediately and start saying, do I go here to Sam's? Do I go across that parking lot to get to Walmart? Do I turn over here to get to some of these out parcels? And so that's why they've designed it so you have this road system. You're coming from Little Creek, coming down this way, so that you, and you have a deep, a, a lengthy throat along that area so they can come in get in the site, get their bearing, and then make the decision, do they want to go here, or do they want to come here and circle into the SAMs, or continue on to the Walmart Supercenter, 
or continue on to the fueling facility. They're also, and, and, and we don't really feel, and, and the, the, both the traffic engineer and the civil engineer have looked at this very closely. Believe me, Walmart and Sam's are meticulous about ensuring that they don't have a safety issue with respect to movement coming in and out of their sites. And that's why they've developed it so you have that kind of lengthy period in which people can analyze what's going on and make their decision points. And so we, and, and there are also multiple access points to, into the site. There's an access point here. There's this access point here, no direct access to the fuel facility, and then an access point here, access point here, and I think there's one more down here, and then this additional access point. So I think our view is that we feel, you know, this layout's going to make it function very safely. Um, you're not going to have people coming in here and immediately kind of charging across the front of the Sam's Club to get over to the Walmart. Um, and we've also, John, uh, our civil engineer, has also highlighted what you see with these hash marks these are some of the pedestrian connectivity points that they're also going to incorporate into the site for, for pedestrians coming across the site and then getting over uh, in between the two of them and then out to this area as well. So with that said, we've, we've looked at all the conditions that the staff recommended. We had no objection. This application comes to you, you know, with the benefit of a lot of input that we've also received from the city staff. Thank you, Mr. Klein. Any questions of Mr. Klein? Just a clarification. Just because I might not be able to see that far. When you turn into, um, yes, when you turn right in there, if you're going straight down, does all traffic have to make a right-hand turn, or can you go straight into the parking lot for Sam's right there? Well, right here, this is a boulevard, so you, you can't access Sam's when you're coming in. So there is an access to this retail building. You see this kind of driveway right here. Okay. That allows people, if they're coming in, they can get into this portion of the shopping center. Okay. But to go into Sam's, you come down through the boulevard, and then you come down. So you'd need to go to there to get in. Gotcha. Okay, sir. I just get to see that. Thank you. Sir, for the record, um, for the court, court for the um, clerk, if you can provide your name and your address. John Wright, Bowler Engineering, 28 Blackwell Drive, Warrington, 20186. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Are there any other questions, commissioners, comment? Thank you, Ms. Klein. Thank you. Mr. Blank. The uh, motion is recommend that the special exceptions be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? I'd like to say I'm excited about Sam's coming to my city. Thank you very much. Aye. Next application is Noodle Bar Incorporated for a special exception, operating eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 76 feet, more or less along the western line of Granby Street, beginning 113 feet more or less from the northern line of West Freemason Street and extending northwardly. Premises numbered 411 Granby Street, Suite B. And I note that we have no opposition. The uh, applicant is here but does not wish to speak. Um, with that, Lenny? The uh, motions recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Next item is item six. Item six is a request by Legrand for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 50 feet more or less on the western line of Collie Avenue, 
uh, and 100 feet more or less along the southern line of 46th Street premises numbered 4515 Collie Avenue. And I note that we have no opposition to this application. We do want to acknowledge uh, Mr. Stephen Marsh is here, but does not wish to speak in favor of this application. The uh, motion to recommend that this special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. All right. Next application is Arabian Nights Hookah Lounge for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment without alcoholic beverages on property fronting 100 feet more or less along the southern line of West Ocean, let's see, fronting. More or less along the southern line of West Ocean View Avenue and 300 feet more or less along the western line of First View Street. Um, premises numbered 9651 First View Street, Suite D. Thank you, Lenny, and I note that there is no opposition to this application. The um, motions recommend that the, uh, that the special exception be approved. Subject to the conditions contained in the staff report, Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. All right. Next application is John Porter for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property fronting 105 feet more or less on the eastern line of Colonial Avenue and 100 feet more or less along the northern line of West 24th Street. Premises numbered 2406 Colonial Avenue, Unit A. And there is no opposition to this application. Mr. Porter has signed up to speak. Mr. Porter, you need to tell us something that we don't already know? I don't. Thank you, then. <laughs> yes. The uh, motion is to uh, recommend that the special exception be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? I want to thank Mr. Porter for continuing to support this neighborhood. Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with it. We make that recommendation to council. All right. Last application, visitors of Old Dominion University to close the southern 30 feet of a 219-foot segment, more or less, of 50th Street, beginning 229 feet, more or less, from the eastern line of Hampton Boulevard, running eastwardly. And I note that there is no opposition. We do want to acknowledge Stacy Valines is here in favor of this application, but does not wish to speak. Did I get that right, Mr. Valines? Lenny? The uh, motion to recommend that the street be closed. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Law? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. That concludes our public hearing. We are adjourned. Thank you.